Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, and welcome to a very special edition of Rampage Rants. This is the Rampage Rants special report. I am Sadistic Sean David, along with my business partner and co-host, the Universally Referee Steve Kane. I wish we didn't have to be here today under these circumstances, but uh, here we are. Um, as you had probably read in the description. It has brought, been brought to Steve and I's attention that a certain charitable organization running events in central and southern Illinois has been contacting our roster uh, that we have set for Rebellion Rising. Now, uh, I'm going to start all of this off by saying this. There were things said on this program 
in the past about wrestling for the cure that were inaccurate, that we retracted, that we came on here and set the record straight. Um, in setting up June, I went to the president of Wrestling for the Cure, Jason Willette, and said, hey, I fucked up. Um, you know, I'd like to apologize again and extended the olive branch to have them come up and sell their merch to make money for their cause at my event and Steve's event in June. Well, last night it was brought to our attention by a guy that was going to be one of our officials that uh, Mr. Timothy Givens, the vice president of Wrestling for the Cure, walked up to him and started trash-talking me and telling him how he shouldn't show up in June. And I also heard this from other talent of mine that I am not going to name, other talent of mine that uh, worked at this show last night that Mr. Givens and Mr. Willette were at. So when I found this out, I messaged Mr. Willette and said, hey, uh, your business partner is trying to destroy my show, and I'd appreciate it if you'd set him straight. Well, Mr. Givens, for some unknown reason, had Mr. Willette's phone and chose to respond to me via voice text and said, fuck you, Sean, fuck the RWF, and fuck your talent, and called me a crooked promoter. I want to remind everyone that we just outed Mr. Givens a couple weeks ago as being the new booker for Holy Havoc Championship Wrestling, which is the promotion run by Rex Gill. You all remember Rex Gill, right? The guy that thought it was okay to have bubble wrap his padding on his ring. The guy that put a 16-year-old in the ring that wasn't ready and injured the kid, then couldn't even go to the hospital after the show to make sure the kid was okay. Yeah, that's Rex Gill. The guy that ran Joey Grunge and a good company out of Mount Pulaski and took over. And has been running shit shows ever since. That Rex Gill. The cancer of the Illinois wrestling scene, Rex Gill. That's who Mr. Givens is booking for. So, I went to one of my workers that I know is working both events and said, look, this is what went on. And I am not going to put myself in a position where I allow you to go and work for somebody that is trying so desperately to destroy my events and take work away from you and pay away from you. And speaking of pay, they don't pay their workers on their events. I found that out. They don't pay their workers. I can tell you for a fact, any benefit that Steve and I have ever run, people have been paid. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Now, I'm... You know, yeah, the idea is charity, but you know, hey, we're not going to make you come out on your own dime you know, just because it's charity. We do you know, we do compensate our our you know, our workers for it. Now and uh there and I want to use proper been... term workers, not employees, because they are not uh now, they are not contracted employees of RWF or of myself or Sean. Nope. They're free to they, do what they, they want, but we don't have to put ourselves in a position that we're going to allow somebody to work for somebody that wants to try so desperately to see us fail. Right. 
Absolutely. that are hours away, hours away from us, three hours away from us at least. Yeah. And I'm going to say this: there are people that are stepping up. One of our wrestler, uh, one of our former roster members, Crypt. You remember Crypt, don't you, Steve? That was the guy that came to us and said he was going to open a company and put us out of business. Oh, yeah, that guy. But the moment that we announced June, guess who started to kiss my ass again? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But now he wants to defend Bodine and Bodine's stance. I am not saying that if a wrestler works for me, they cannot work for a charity show. That's not what I'm saying. I am simply saying that I am not going to allow my workers to work for a company that is trying so desperately or has a member of their board that is trying so desperately to put me and Steve out of business or screw things up for us in June. I don't have to do that. I will not sit back and take it. We may have lost our ring announcer. We may have lost an official. I may lose a tag team over this, and I'm okay with that. And Steve's okay with that. Because at the end of the day, I am not going to sit there and let somebody work for somebody that wants to see me fail. And that, yeah. that goes for this organization. That goes for any other organization that I feel or Steve feels is becoming a threat. Yep. Yep. I mean, I've been, I've I, been, go ahead. Yeah. You know, I gotta say, I've I have been in the position with uh, companies where they say if you work for me, you you know you don't work for anybody else, and that. But at the same time, you also don't work for you know somebody who is going to sit there and try and tear down another organization. Keep going, Steve. Um, well, I mean, you know, I, there, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, there is a, there is definitely a code within, within, within the industry. Okay. Now, I mean, I'm not going to sit there as a promoter and try and swipe somebody else's talent off, off of an event and that. Um, just, you know, just for the sake of screwing them over. You know, all of, all of us, you know, my years, my years when I was a performer and that, um, in fact, I actually stayed loyal to the company that I started with for over 10 years, despite, um, having, you know, uh, Every every sling and arrow against you know against me thrown at me for that entire time. It took it took one big big event to finally get me to jump ship and go completely off on my own. But since then, I've also decided you know I'm not going to play the political game. Well, and I try not to anybody, play yeah, and and anybody and anybody, especially in you know our little small time thing, and let's you know, and let's be honest, folks. I mean, 
We are not we are not Vince. We are not Anthem. We are not Ring of Honor. Okay. That's correct. Yeah. We're small we're small time. We'll admit we're small time. All right. We'll be the first people to admit we're small time. But we're darn proud being small time as to what we do and how we conduct business. I, I'm going to say this. The wrestler that uh, I went to last night was Tyler Bodine, and Tyler Bodine has chose to stay with his organization over us. That's his decision. But Tyler Bodine needs to remember that Steve Kane and I took him out of pretty much a backyard fed, put him back into a venue, and made him a star, and it's because of that he is where he is today. It's because of that that he got bookings with this organization to begin with. And others. And others. Okay, I don't think that I don't think that it's right that you're gonna, you know, pretty much spit in the guy's face that turned you into a star and said, "Hey, screw what Tim Lyle and others said about you. I'm gonna make something of you," and then did, and I get shit on for it. I don't mm-hmm. think that's cool. But that's fine. It's not that I don't want people working for a charity show. That's not what it is. I don't want somebody that's going to work for somebody that's going to try to tear me down and being on the fence. Yeah. Because that leads to a whole lot of problems that I would have to deal with down the line or Steve would have to deal with, and we don't want those problems. That's what right. it comes down to. This is a, there is a reason Steve Kane hasn't been a part of Rumble for the Kids since we came back in 2016, because they told Steve, if you work with Sean, you're no longer welcome here. Yep. And that's the way it is. That's fine. If that's the way people want to be, look, Dreamwave did this to me when I opened up shop in 2009, and we were an hour away from each other, over an hour away from each other. They said, if you work here, you cannot work for RWF. Well, there were many that did both. And when Mr. Repsol tried to tell Keith Walker that he couldn't defend the NWA World Tag Team titles on my show, Keith Walker kindly told him to go fuck himself because he was Mm -hmm. getting paid more money to defend the tag belt than what he was getting to come to Dreamwave. So I'm I'm at my wit's end with this. Steve's at his wit's end with this, but we have our stance. We've talked to guys like Paul Eubanks. We've talked to guys like Uncle Crusher. We talked to other people that we have on our board, and this is this is the way it is. It sucks. I like Tyler as an individual. I like Tyler as talent, but he's got to remember where he came from, and he's got to remember who went to bat for him all those other times when people said he wasn't going to amount to a hill of beans. Yeah, because exactly. it took me putting Tyler Bodine in a main event at Wrestle Wars 2 for people to finally take a look at him and go, gee, there's a talent we can do something with. Because yep. before then, nobody would give him a shot. Nobody would yeah. give any of those guys from Revolution a shot. It took me booking them and taking them under my wing and Steve taking them under his wing for those guys to get looked at in a different light. 
that's why uh, I don't know if he's still the current champion, but that's why Zach Booth was just recently the Midwest Impact Pro champion. Because it took me putting a tight belt on Zach Booth for people like Joey Grunge to realize this kid's got something, and he'll make a good champion mm-hmm. one day. Yep, yep. People seem Absolutely. to forget, for, suddenly forget, who was the first one to take them out of a parking lot in front of 10 to 15 people and put them in a venue that seated, you know, 160 in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah. I mean, and for this charity organization to be starting shit with me, knowing full well that I've done charity work in the past is bullshit. Because before there was a wrestling for a cure, there was a fighting for the cure. And that was run in 2007. And it raised over $3,500 for the American Cancer Society, and I have documentation to prove it. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I have documentation to show that I uh, gave to Wounded Warrior in 2016. I have documentation to show that I gave to the Tornado Relief Fund of Maple Lake, Ottawa, Illinois, put on by United Way of Eastern LaSalle County in June of 2017. I have a receipt that shows that I gave a sizable donation to Piper Stapleton's family after we canceled Wrestle Wars 3. Yep. Okay. Proof like proof when you're raising $10,000 or more for a charity shouldn't have to be directly messaged to somebody. It should be readily available. And that was my point with Wrestling for a Cure. But we retracted our comment on that. I apologized to them. I extended the outlet branch. And then I get slapped in the face by Mr. Givens, who Mr. Givens hasn't really done anything. You'll remember Mr. Givens. He used to be a frequent caller on this program and promote Pinfall Wrestling Association when he was with them before he left them because he – couldn't accomplish what he set out to do. He had all these grand schemes and grandeur plans, but couldn't carry any of them out. And that's why he's no longer PWA. And if he is, he's not in the booking. He's like a senior official or some shit. Look, you want to, you want to talk shit about me and call me a crooked promoter when you're working for Rex Gill. That is the pot calling the kettle black. That's yep. what that is. Because we've talked about Rex Gill. We all know what Rex Gill is. We've all seen the footage recently on Butthurt Trashbagger Network or whatever it's called of his yeah. shows and how horrible they are and how horrible they draw. But yet people like Mr. Gibbons and people like uh, – you know, wrestlers want to associate themselves with uh, Rex and continue to keep him running. When the real truth of the matter is people like Rex Gill should have been put out of business years ago. Yeah. People say that we should be out of business. I don't agree with that. And people say we have made no progress. We have made a ton of progress. Because I promise everybody what comes in June is just the beginning. Yep. And June is going to blow everybody away. 
the main event is high quality as it gets. Uh, you've got other high quality matches on that card. Uh, now, I'm not saying things won't change and Mr. Bodine won't come around and, and go, you know what? Uh, I want to work for both, but uh, I'm, I'm going to ignore the drama and all of that. And I apologize for taking what you said and pretty much bashing you all over Facebook and letting everybody read it. Because that's what he did. And I didn't even find out that he canceled on the booking. He didn't even message me. He wasn't even man enough to message me and go, I'm not going to be there June 1st. I found out this morning when I woke up and read his Facebook post. That's not the way you do business. And that's why there are too many wannabe wrestlers running around uh, the independents. These are guys that don't know how to conduct business because that's not the way you conduct business. That's not the way I was taught to conduct business. That certainly wasn't the way Steve Kane was taught to conduct business. Oh, good Lord, no. If you're not going to be there, if you have an issue, you contact the promoter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my promoters would have killed me if I if I would have done something like this. I and congratulate. I, and I've worked for some of the toughest promoters that were that you know have ever been in this been in this business in the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Well, I was working. I start. I started my career back in the day when, in reality, there was only one game in town, folks, and that was Windy City Wrestling. Yep. <clears throat> it was. It was ten years into the into the business before before anybody anybody could get a foothold in the industry outside of Sam Becerra. Well, and the thing about it is you had wrestling regulated back then. You didn't have every Tom, Dick, and Harry running around the state of Illinois or the state of, you know, wherever, running around with a ring and uh, so-called insurance and so-called wrestlers and and really destroying the business. Well, they were there, but saying, they were there, but they were usually one and done. I mean, you know, yep. they they do one show, they stink up the place, and yep. that would be. And well, that and they would were outlaw it. promoters. But when right. the commission exactly. broke, you know this. When the commission broke, and you and I are always at wit's end about the commission. There needs to be some form of regulation back in Illinois. We both said that because this is getting to be absolute madness. Rex Gill could have legitimately killed that 16-year-old. He spiked the kid that bad. Because if you remember, we had Frankie D on here to talk about, or whoever it was, to talk about how the kid got spiked on rock bottom from Rex. Yep. And you see, you've seen the recent videos of the clusterfucks of matches put on by his organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I, I I really don't get it. I don't get why the venue would allow that kind of shit to keep happening. I don't get why wrestlers continue to work for him. He's using a lot of untrained workers. I do know that because you can tell that by watching the matches. Yeah. And then somehow getting some trained guys to yes. come out and work for him. Because um, one match, the first match 
um, of most recent stuff that uh, Sean called my attention to, unfortunately involves one of my uh, very longtime good friends, who is, in fact, a trained wrestler. He was trained at Windy City the same time that I was. Now, I'll he'll tell you that he's not the he's not the best worker in the world, but he at least knows his stuff well enough. And he got and unfortunately he got stuck in a bad situation because the guy that he worked popped his knee in the lockup. In the opening lockup. And, yeah. And so, and so my, but so my buddy had to try and make this and make this work. And I mean, he did the best that he could. I mean, number one, I'm still not sure why he even took the booking in the first place. You know, and that. Well, that's, sure that, neither, uh, here, that's neither here that, nor there. I'm, yeah, I gotta say, I'm sure he regrets having done that. But uh, you know, hey, it is what it is. I mean, I I, I, I just don't – I don't get how Rex keeps getting people to go work for him. And let's face it, he doesn't have the most legitimate of workers working for him. He has Beast, and we all know the story behind Beast. He has Malachi. We all know the story behind Malachi. And the other booker that's booking for him is Scott Dolquist, who was my opposition when I was booking with Big Daddy at WPPF who tried everything he could to destroy me and somehow couldn't. Thought he was going to break me. Thought he was going to run Big Daddy and I out of town. And couldn't do it. Could not do it. And then ran two failed promotions in the Quad Cities. Mississippi Valley Wrestling, which he had one of old Big Daddy's backers for. And Midwest Championship Wrestling, which was nothing more than a clusterfuck. Uh, from the time it opened. Yeah. And he, this is a guy, Scott Dolquist, he either came to Severi and was like, oh, there won't be any more shit. I've got cancer. But yet he wrestled in October. Yep. And as far as I know, as far as I know, he's claiming a disability check for his deformity of his face. And yet, it's still getting in the wrestling ring. Yikes. You can't do that. I, 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 you know, and everybody goes, oh, well, HHCW's not that bad. No, they are the cancer of Illinois wrestling. That's what everybody needs to realize. I am not the cancer of Illinois wrestling, despite what everybody thinks. I put on good shows, my fans walk away happy, my workers are paid, and people want to come back and see us the next time. I would say that that's a success. And to all the people that say we haven't had quality ever, go back and look at our shows from 2009. If you don't think Kyle O'Reilly is one of the most high-quality workers out in the business today, then you're an idiot. Yep. I mean, after all, just uh, two words, undisputed era. Exactly. 
if you don't no. think somebody like Silas Young, who has been working with Ring of Honor for I don't even know how long now. It's been at least two years because he went under contract in uh, December of 2016. So he's been under contract there for two years. And we had other workers that passed through RWF that went on and became superstars in other places and really drew money for other organizations. So I don't see that as being a failure. I don't see... I don't see that as having no progress or nothing positive contributed to the wrestling business. I also don't see the donations that I've given over the years on behalf of RWF as fruitless efforts. I don't see my events being fruitless efforts. But I do see Rex Skills shows being a fruitless effort. All of his events. I think the most he's ever the most he ever drew is when he was teamed with Joey Grunge and he slapped Joey Grunge in the face so Joey doesn't want anything to do with him anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's constantly trying to mess with MIPW. We're going to take our break and we'll resume our last 30 minutes. We'll go over a little bit of news and uh, innuendo, but we did have to come with it come to you with this today because they're trying to make Steve and I look like fools for trying to defend our product and ourselves. And I won't have that. I won't have that. So we'll be back right after the break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Rampage Rant Special Edition in the ER. Hope you like it so far. We'll be right back.
professional wrestling. Entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional grade ring gear and equipment. Fairgoers will want to see more of them and attend ticket events in the area. Bring the wrong promotion, not vetting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training, aren't family friendly, and perform so poorly, you'll wish they'd return to the backyard they came from. Burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again, shutting out legitimate promoters. And the fairgoers, if they want to see wrestling, will only go to WWE events. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair or festival, don't get burned. Check their credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the nose. All right, and we are back, and I've got a couple other things to say about uh, what we opened with. Um, these events that they do do not feature the highest quality talent. They do not do the kind of advertising that I would do for an event like this or that Steve would want to put behind an event like this. And yep. while they may have all the sponsorship in the world, which is great because you need that behind you, they're not taking some of that money to properly invest in assuring that the show draws too. And everybody needs to realize this organization isn't making $10,000 just off the event. Uh, that would be wonderful, but it's yeah. not happening. Um, they are fundraising throughout the rest of the year, which, again, I think is great. Steve Kane thinks it's great. But when they're turning their nose up at other organizations and 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 thinking that they're better than everybody else because they raise money for childhood cancer, we have an issue. Because yep. there was shit that was started with RCW when I was there in June that I went to Frank Root with and said, hey, I said, they're talking shit about you behind the, your back, and yet you're going to be a part of this show. And he still chose to be a part of it, and I'm sure they talked shit about it, and people talk shit about the matches that RCW put on. Um but that's, that's Frank Root's decision. I went to him with the best advice that I could give him and said, I wouldn't have anything to do with this. And here's why. Because if they're going to shit on my pro- – if they're going to shit on the product that you're bringing to their event and you're letting them come in and raise money at your events, then we have an issue. Because they shouldn't be spitting in somebody's face. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. And even Steve Kane will tell you that. Yeah. I mean, if I were to do an event of that kind of magnitude, with that kind of sponsorship behind me, I would have TV ads. I would be working with the radio stations. Uh, I think they already do the paper, which is great. But paid Facebook ads to ensure that the event itself makes money and doesn't have, you know, any people in the crowd. And I think what they're doing is great. They've raised a lot of money. I think it's great. Steve thinks it's great. But they don't get to shit on other people because they're doing something good and other people aren't. That's not the way this business works. Mm -mm. 
you know, especially if we're all trying to, you know, get, um, you know, get, um, you know, get people helped. Right. And the other thing is this, okay? Their shows have not drawn the most amount of people. If I were to do an event like this, I would not be satisfied in the town of Springfield with less than 500 people in attendance. Mm-hmm. Because, look, you got to pay the bills. And to all the talent working that event for free, I congratulate you. But now you can come work for me for free when I do my benefits. Because if you're going to work for one for free, it's only fair that you're going to work for the other for free. Yep. But I don't, I don't exactly. ask people to work for free. There have been nope. rare instances. The only people that worked Wrestle Wars for free were the local boys from the streeter area that were working, the, working for Steve or I for the first time. And they agreed to that. But Crypt had to bring up today that he didn't get paid for Wrestle Wars 2. I said, did you come to me or Steve at the end of the night and ask for money? Well, no. Then whose fault is it that you didn't get paid? See, whose fault is it that yep. that guy didn't get paid? His own. Not ours. Yep. If you don't speak up, you don't get paid. And this, is, this goes back to what I said earlier, where we have a bunch of guys that don't know how to conduct business running around the red <clears throat> business. Mm-hmm. That don't have the first clue of what it actually is like to be out on the road and be traveling on the road. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, mostly every weekend. Whether it be for the same organization or not, you're still on the road every weekend. Because I did that for over a year. I went yeah. and stayed with the promoters to make sure their shit was done and done right and help any way I could. I slept at their house for a week leading up to events. I've done that. Okay? None of these guys around the business in 2019 know the first thing about paying dues. And it's pissing me off more and more. It's pissing Steve off. This is why we get so angry. Because for yep. years, Steve had to bust his ass setting up and tearing down rings. For years, yeah. I had to set up and tear down rings and bust my ass. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. giving... I mean... Right. I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I earned my way into this business. I, like Sean said, for years, I went to shows on my own dime, did ring crew work, sang the national anthem, and took photographs. And the only of the thing time, that I was paid for was, was, the co- was the cost to develop and print the photos. And most of the time, at least in my case, I still bought a ticket. Just saying. Even though I was helping out, I bought a ticket. Because I knew that money needed to be there for the boys. When you got into the business, you realize that even that extra 10 bucks could make the world a difference in somebody getting home that night. And I'm... 2019, we've got a bunch of 
guys that were not trained the right way, were not taught anything about etiquette of this business that are running around. And most of them, when you get into a locker room with with them, they won't even come up to you and shake your hand. And they look shocked when you walked up to them and shake their hand. Yeah. Yeah, this is a story I've I actually I've only just recently posted this um in I uh on the page of uh one of our uh somewhat regular guests and it's a story about um Kevin Washholt, aka Kevin Kelly, aka Nails. Um, right. Sam Sam booked him right after he had come off what was then WWF television. Okay. Now we were now we were out in the locker room getting ready. Kevin Kevin walked in. I was actually in fact I was sitting on the first bench right after you know, right after right uh in front of the door to the locker room. So um Kevin walks in, he comes he comes right to me sticks his hand out and says, hi, I'm Kevin. I, I immediately stood up, introduced myself, and that he did that to every person in the locker room. And that was about 30, 40 people. But it's, and this is the guy who had just come off television, folks. He was the star. We were a bunch of indie guys in that but he did not feel it beneath himself to come in and display the proper etiquette. Now there's yes. a there's a photo there's a photo that has circulated around many times over the year over the over the last couple of years of Cody Rhodes in his tights in his boots with a title belt around his waist. In his hands is a broom, and he yep. is sweeping a ring. Yep. Now, if guys of this caliber can, you know, have that type of proper etiquette, why don't you? Exactly. And I don't care if you were – I don't care if you're just breaking into the business or – uh, have been in it for 20, 30 years, there's a proper way to handshake, a proper way to introduce yourself. And I'm going to tell right. the story now that I don't think I've ever told on this airspace ever. Jerry Lynn, 2003, Wicked Wrestling Alliance, Knights of Columbus Hall, LaSalle, Illinois. Jerry walks in. They t- uh, they have hit me take him down to the locker room because I'm the ring boy, as nice as could be. Asked me, you know, how long I'd been in the business, what my name was, you know, if I was going to be training, all of this. And I didn't know Jerry from shit. And he didn't know you either. But the coolest thing came when we got down there and I took him to his personal locker room. And he says, I'm not dressing in here. And I said, is, is there something wrong, Jerry? He says, I want to dress with the rest of the boys. Blew my mind. Blew my fucking mind. I was only 12 at the time, but it blew my fucking mind. 
Here is the former ECW World Heavyweight Champion, a former WWE Light Heavyweight Champion, and he doesn't want to be alone to prepare for his match. He wants to sit with a bunch of guys that he's never even heard of and will probably never see again. That's etiquette. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's the way it's done. Yep. Now, other names that you would bring in wouldn't do that. Yep. Guarantee it. Gar- I-, I could name five right off the top of my head that would not do that. They would take the personal locker room, and I don't want to sit, sit or address with the, or associate with any of those guys. There's also clicks in locker rooms. And these need, if you're a yep. promoter, these need to be broken up and broken up quickly. I'm not saying that you can't be buddies with somebody else in the locker room. But if it becomes a click where this group of guys is bad talking this group of guys and they're going to be in the ring together, guess what? We're going to have a problem. Yep. Okay. I want everybody. I don't know if he's got a personal page that he or a, or a Facebook fan page that he posts his stories on, but you can look up Mike Drosy, and that is Duke the Dumpster Drosy, and he tells some of the most yeah he does actually have a page stories of how things were in the WWE and why Duke the Dumpster Drosy was never given another shot and repackaged. Yeah, because let's face yeah. it. Duke the Dumpster Drosy would not be around in 2019. He'd be someone else. Yep. But there, he exactly. talks a lot about the backstage politics. And this still happens in 2019. You walk into a locker room, there's a group of guys over in the corner uh, conversing amongst themselves that don't want anything to do with the rest of the locker room. You can't have that. And it shouldn't be like that. You are a cohesive unit. You need to work as one. If you cannot learn to work as a cohesive unit in a locker room with a group of guys for a couple of hours, you don't need to be in this business. And that's the fact of the matter, and Steve will tell you the same thing. If you can't get a, put your personal differences aside and get along with somebody for, we'll call it four hours, because usually I like mm-hmm. to have people there before doors open. So we'll call it four to five hours. If you can't do that and you're getting a payday, maybe you don't deserve that payday after all. Maybe you don't deserve to be a wrestler after all. Because I yep. have been on shows where I, I have had to put gut feelings aside and personal feelings aside and do what's best for the company. And if everybody had that mindset, all these companies around here would be doing great. But everybody wants to go into business for themselves. And everybody yep, thinks they exactly. know the best because kayfabe is dead. And the people the people that are writing the shows aren't the promoters anymore. It's the boys in the back. And that's bullshit. I don't let the well, promoter I don't in WWE's in the back case it's not even it's not even that. I mean, you know <clears throat> Paul Heyman is supervising Raw, but uh-huh. He's dealing. He's dealing with a bunch of writers who have 
no experience in the wrestling business. In fact, I right. uh, I've seen in fact I've seen the ad for um, WWE Creative when they've posted Help Wanted's on their uh, website, and uh-huh. they are looking for people who they don't they don't even mention experience in the wrestling industry. They talk they're they specifically talk about episodic television experience. Huh. Wow. That's, yeah. uh and that would be why they're failing in twenty nineteen. Right. Uh, twenty eighteen I mean, going into twenty nineteen. Right. I mean the last the last person that I mean, well, you know, I mean of course, you know, they, they had Jimmy Jacobs until he screwed up and uh took a picture well, outside let's, of let's uh, the for, outside of the pond in Anaheim and not, with uh with the young bucks. Let's not forget they had Zeb Coulter. Well, Coulter was right for them. Yeah, yeah. But prior to that their best creative guy was the guy who now runs World League Wrestling, Court Bauer. And Court Bauer was the mastermind behind the Help Me Y2J segments that aired before Chris Jericho came back. This is the first time he came back after he had left. Right. Those were all, that was all the work of Court Bauer. Excuse me. I need to take another drink of my beverage here. Um, so all we are saying at the end of the day to kind of wrap this up and bring this to a close is this, um, I don't care if you want to work for a charity show. I think that's great. But if that said charity organization is trying to destroy me and the product that I've built and trying to take food away from you and your family and, and work away from you and your family and money out of your pocket. You should look at that as a problem, right? Yeah, and not just and not just us, okay? Not just us, because it's not you know it's not it's not about us. It's exactly you know, any any promotion within either yeah you know, within this area or in another area that uh, you might be working in. Right. I mean, this this is the way it is. And I don't think that it's fair that you would go to somebody that pretty much gave you your big shot and said, here, take the ball and run with it and go, hey, you know what? Um, I'm done with you. I'm, I'm over with this group of people now. And the fact of the matter is that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this again a couple of times. We extended the olive branch. We extended the olive branch. We extended the olive branch. Mr. Givens chose to snap that freaking olive branch in half. And that is why I had to make the executive move as the owner and founder of this company with Steve Kane that if you're going to work for them, we don't have to book you anymore. And it's nothing personal, it's business. 
Everybody thinks this is personal. It is not personal. It is purely business because I would not allow my top guy to go over and work for a company that is going to try so desperately to destroy me. Wouldn't allow it. Don't care if he's a contracted worker or not. At the end of the day, it's business. I have to do what's best for not myself, but my company. Because if I'm not yep. doing that, my company is not going to stay in business very long. I wish Tyler Bodine nothing but the best. If the ring announcer and referee choose that they don't want to be a part of Rebellion Rising, I wish them nothing but the best. I wish anybody else that decides to pull off this event because of Steve and I's decision, nothing but the best. But this is our stance, and our minds are made up and will not be changed. We don't have to let people that are going to work for us go and work for somebody that wants to destroy us and is doing things to destroy us. I don't care if you go work for a promoter that's talking shit behind my back. I don't give two shits about that. But if they're calling my workers and saying, hey, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, then we've got an issue. Then, yeah, I'm going to say that you can't go work for them. Because what you fail to realize is if they're, t- if they're doing things to screw with my event and that event somehow gets canceled because of them, they're taking work away from you and they're taking money away from you. So in the end, they're not just yep. fucking me over. They're fucking you over too. And it's like I told Mr. Bodine and it's like I told all the others. You can choose to have this one booking a year at a charity event or you can come have multiple bookings a year with a Fed that is getting ready to take off. Because the growth that we have had through the Facebook page and everything since we announced that we are coming to Pontiac has been huge. And folks, the ads haven't even started yet. The paid advertisements haven't even started yet. Mm-hmm. As I said before, we are expecting a sellout. For this June 1st event, I invite you, as does Steve, uh, to come out and be a part of this event. It'll be history in the making as we celebrate 26 years of independent professional wrestling live in the Illinois Valley area. We are going to be toasting to the past, but also toasting to a brand new future, a new chapter in the Illinois Valley wrestling scene. And yes, it does have something to do with RWF, because at the end of the day, Um, There have been a lot of haters out there that said, you know, well, somebody else should have stopped Sean from coming and stepping in. No, Sean had the balls when everybody else gave up on the Illinois Valley to say, no, there's 26 years of history here, and I refuse to let it die. And I picked up the reins, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to give up on this area. I know what this area is capable of. I've seen this area's growth. I've seen it time and time again. And it'll happen again. But I'm not going to be the one to give up on the Illinois Valley. And neither mm-hmm. is Steve Kane, as long as he's alive. Nope. Nope. Because and this I is plan, an area. And I plan on being around for a while. I'm, I'm probably going to retire in a, in a while. Because I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not a young guy anymore. Nope. Uh, you know, and I, and I do want to, and I do want to enjoy some years without, having to think about uh, putting together wrestling shows, but, um... <laughs> you know, well, 
I mean, that's the, that's the thing of it. So I invite everybody to join us on Saturday night, June 1st, for RWF Rebellion Rising. Make sure you're here Tuesday night for Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil at 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, Tuesday night. And be here for Wrestling Authority Radio on Wednesday night at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, right back here on the Evolution Radio Network. This has been a 2018 Rampage Productions uh, podcast, and I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. This has been our very special report. Uh, You don't have to like or agree with what we said. You don't have to agree or even like what we said, but you do have to respect it. Um. Because I'm not saying we're right and they're wrong. I'm saying everybody was at fault here. And it could have been handled differently, but it wasn't. And the way things were handled have forced my hand and forced Steve Kane's hand. So what's done is done. We wish them nothing but the best. And with that, we will see everybody Tuesday night. I am Sadistic Sean David along with... Good day to wrestling referee Steve Kane. Good afternoon, everybody. Get uh, I don't think there's a pay per view on tonight, but find something to watch. Nope. And uh, we won't talk to you till Tuesday night. So happy New Year! You mean Wednesday night? Wait,
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.